and hello, explorers of the Gala region. Thank you for joining us as we embark on our new journey here this week. And welcome to Soundproof. Of course, my name is Brendan Lewis, and I'm joined by Jake Muller, as always. Of course, you can find us on the internet at MrBDog46VGC and at MajorBowman underscore... Underscore... Underscore. Okay, I always forget. <laughs> I knew you had some punctuation, yeah. but of course we are your hosts, and we are back with a it feels like a new era. Of, well, it, it, is, it is a new era <laughs> of Pokemon here, a new era of Soundproof, as we've all finally had the opportunity to dive into uh, Galar, and you know we're still kind of at that point in uh, the game's coverage where things are still being learned, but you know we know enough. We've all played through the game, so we're definitely going to dive into that in the latter half of our podcast yeah. this week. I'm really excited. I've been playing the games uh, as much as I can, more than I should, as I think a lot of people can probably yeah, I don't uh, want to talk to. about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, they've been super fun. I have had a really, really good time playing through the games. Some of the new Pokemon are really cool. Um, some of the Glarian forms, specifically, you know, one that is uh, a Poison Fairy type that got a new ability uh, that I have mentioned too many times, so I won't name. I don't... I don't even know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's honestly. like it's so really just... obscure. I I, th- I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. But... I don't think it even has facial hair, so I'm not sure why we would talk about <laughs> True. it. True. I don't associate with anyone that doesn't have facial hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we have all this information about kind of the way that new things are, and we're just now kind of getting into the point uh, where there are some intrepid souls who have kind of like moved on from the, the actual game and the post-game and are actually kind of diving into some of the competitive formats that are starting... Uh, to blossom here. Of course, we don't actually know the VGC rules yet, but there are a couple of, you know, the Battle Spot doubles format is up, um, so we're starting to see, you know, some of the Pokemon that are going to rise to the to the top of the, the charts here. But when we, uh, we'll discuss that briefly as we touch on some of the new Pokemon. But before that, we do have for you, of course, our weekly uh, dive through some of the Pokemon ending in, you know, whatever number we have. And we have some new ones to add on this Yay. week. I know a few weeks ago we talked about how we were sad because we were getting rid or we were losing one Pokemon in the countdown, but now they're back. Thanks, um, Galar. So that's exciting. And then we will take you through uh, the top of the Ultra Ladder this week, as well as some of the majors that have happened. And we will give you a sneak and exclusive preview <laughs> of the top of the uh, Battle Spot doubles. It's Battle Stadium, Brendan. Battle Stadium doubles. New and improved. <laughs> On Showdown, which, it's um, of course, it's the stadium. It's not a spot anymore. It's right. a stadium in Galar. Um, so look forward to that. This is exclusive content, by the way. That so you can't please, find by clicking please. on Ladder on Pokemon Showdown. No, it's exclusive <laughs> because it's presented by our voices. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's jump right into it here. Of course, we are starting with our Dash 11 Pokemon, and we're beginning our, our continuing our tour through the first, uh, you know, original Pokemon. We're at number 11 here, which, of course is Metapod. Um, I say, of course, like most people would know, <laughs> of course, know the number that? 11 is Metapod, but it, it's like, a, it's, a, it's a bridge Pokemon. I think Caterpie's really great. Uh, I think uh, Butterfree's really great. Yeah. And of course, it's, it's G-Max move. Is, it's G-Max and it's G-Max move are really cool. But Metapod itself is just kind of a bridge. Um, although I do look back fondly. I don't know if you if you watched the anime like in its infancy, Jake. I did. But I always think about that episode where yeah. Ash is fighting that bug trainer and it's just two Metapods and they're like standing <laughs> out in the sun and it's like, Metapod Harden! <laughs> yeah, that like, I, I don't really like Metapod or Kakuna just for the reason that they're really annoying to like play mm. against or use when you're playing through yep. the games. Yeah, um, you like, they invalidate like physical moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
So it was always just a grind fest to get past them. Like I agree, Caterpie and Butterfree are both great, but Metapod, it's kind of a Not stepping so stone. Agree, agree, agree. Uh, 111 is Rhyhorn, and that's another kind of base form Pokemon. That doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but Rhydon, Rhyperior, then maybe we can have a conversation. Yeah, I mean, Rhydon is cool. Rhyperior is neat. Rhyhorn exists. <laughs> it's, again, it, yeah. it, it exists for the glory of its <laughs> evolved forms, right. really. Yeah, not much um, to say. Right. 211 uh, is Quillfish, which is, it's like kind of an interesting Pokemon. I think like, um, I, the thing that I've always thought about Quillfish, and even we were just playing Ultra Series recently, is it would be really neat if it could use Swift Swim and Intimidate at the same time. Oh, but other yeah. than that, it's kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, if it had like actual stats, it would be kind of good. Yeah, uh, It's a cool design, I think. I I like the way they did it, and I, you know, I think the typing is perfect for it, and the aesthetics are great. Uh, yep. Not really much application outside of that, but <laughs> it was always... I remember it was pretty difficult to find when you played through Gold and Silver, too, so I always it was, kind of enjoyed yeah. that. It was one of those Pokemon that I don't think I even knew existed until like, <laughs> the post-game or something like that. Right. Um, and interestingly, it had a week in the sun in uh, like very early Sun series when everybody was spamming Ludicolo. Oh, and I remember the that. Quillfish was like the <laughs> counter to Ludicolo. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. Three Eleven uh, is Plusle. Um I think those are cool Pokemon. You know, some of the some of the like the Pika clones, as they're called affectionately, of course, get a little bit tiring. But Plusle and Mindon, I always thought like were kind of cool and. Uh, they really like you don't really get the spirit of them until you see them in the anime where they're like cheering together right. and they're like rubbing together and and doing the electricity stuff like sparks that they do which is neat. I'm pretty sure um, they were like created to embody Helping Hand cuz Helping Hand yeah. it, that came to be in Gen 3 too. I think right. they were like, "Hey, let's make these two Pokémon that showcase Helping Hand and click Helping Hand in single battles and always like, only Helping Hand, <laughs> which yeah, I found funny when like, you're, oh, like, right. fighting them in trainer battles, they would always Yeah, it's hand. not like one of them always uses Helping Hand. Like both, both of them yeah. always <laughs> use Helping Hand. It's like, no, sir, after you. No, it's a cool um, concept, though, like the plus and minus for the Yeah, it is. And yeah, like and it. I think, uh, again, I think the spirit of them just doesn't come through in the game yeah. so much. Um, a little bit more now that plus and minus have, like, real distribution, and you're not forced to use Plusle and Minun to uh-huh. actually get the best out of those abilities. Uh, but 411 is Bastiodon, and I know you said you liked this one a lot, Bastiodon. I am not really a huge fan. I just think it's cool. Like, he looks cool. It, like You have wide face. Yeah, I, I, it, like, perfectly matches the aesthetic you could tell they were going for. Like, yeah, it was supposed oh, they, to be, like, big, fat, bald dude, and that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. So I think they did a good job mm-hmm. with it. And I think even uh, he he was or Bastiodon had Metal Burst as its it, that that was like a signature move for it back in the day. I think right? so, yeah. Like to really embody the fact that it's like it's going to eat up your attack with its face and then like spit it back at you. Yeah. Neat one. Um, Five eleven as we <laughs> we initiate our uh, <laughs> let's see six weeks three month tour oh, uh, through the Elemental Monkeys. Um, the first of which is Pan Sage, and I am. <laughs> it's, I think I said what? Who was I? Ta- oh, I was talking about um, Watchog. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So Watchog, Pansage, like all the elemental <laughs> monkeys. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Dexateer, but nobody would miss the elemental. What monkeys. do you say? <laughs> Apparently, you just don't like the Forgotten Gen Five Pokemon. That's what I'm getting. I here. don't. I I very much don't like the Forgotten Gen Five Pokemon. That is a correct <laughs> and astute observation. <laughs> I, of the of the Gen Five, like of the elemental monkeys, rather. I liked Pansage the most because I watched a lot of the black and white anime 
And oh, okay. Silent yeah, Pan Sage was cool, and I liked Silent in general. So, yeah, I like Pan Sage. The rest pretty inconsequential I think to me. The grass ones are maybe the least derpy looking of like yes. the others because the fire fire the, doesn't yeah, look too bad. But pan, like and the, then, but Simi pours like yeah. oh my god, get this <laughs> out of my face. <laughs> so we've got that to look forward to in three more episodes. Um, six eleven is fracture, which is I think we talked about this a really cool line, mm-hmm. um, and is was not. Uh, cold so um, all of you uh, Haxorus fans out there <laughs> if you want to get your licks in and <laughs> by all means bust it out um, but yeah a neat line overall mm-hmm. uh, 7-11 is Gorgeist and we talked about Pumpkaboo last time I like Pumpkaboo a lot Gorgeist not so much but do enjoy the line I like Gorgeist because it's one of my favorite cries in the game uh, can you can you please give me I, a, no. a, an impression <laughs> of what the I don't work for free for Brenda Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I used it some back in like 2014 on a VGC team, and it was kind of fun to hear the cries. And it's like mm-hmm. I like playing with fat mons, and Gorgas was a pretty fat bond in that meta, so it was cool. I can't think of what its cry sounds like. I can think of what Pumpkaboo sounds it's, like, it's but it's I like can't think of Gorgas. Desperate and like ethereal. Those are the best okay. two words I could use to describe it right now. That's also how I would describe myself. Wow. <laughs> And uh, 8.11 this week is the wacky, but we're also going to take the opportunity to uh, touch on Grookey, who, of course, is the first Pokemon of the new generation and got missed by a week. So Grookey and Thwacky. I love Grookey. I do, too. I started, I started with Grookey. He bang on rock with stick. <laughs> um, and then he evolves into Thwacky, which I do not like so much. <laughs> yeah, Thwacky... Uh, Grookey is definitely the cutest of the three. I will say that. Oh, by far, uh, uh, not not only the cutest, but definitely the best of the three. Like, okay, yeah, regardless of aesthetic, I, I would I would argue that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like Grookey a lot. I was very very torn between Grookey and Sobble. I eventually mm-hmm. went with Sobble because that was the first one that struck me whenever I like the first three were released, like mm-hmm. months ago. So I stayed true to that. But I do like Grookey a lot. Uh, Thwacky. <sighs> Thwacky okay. doesn't do it for no, me. No, me neither. Thwacky really doesn't do it for me. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, I mean, like, we've we've had, you know, some of these starter lines before, I, I would say even pretty frequently, where you get, like, a, a cute, you know, first form, and then a really cool final form, and then they kind of, like, have to fill in the blanks in the middle. Quilladin? And he, qu- <laughs> Quilladin is exactly <laughs> the is, one that I think This is a call-out. <laughs> Quilladin was a vomit onto, <laughs> like, somebody just threw up onto a piece of paper, oh, and that was Quilladin. <laughs> Put some spikes on it so that it looks like it could actually be part of that line. Uh, Thwacky, not nearly as bad as Quilladin, but like kind of suffers from the same syndrome. Right. It's doesn't. It's not defining like the other two are. Yeah. So that's eight eleven. We'll talk about Rillaboom next week, which I'm excited uh, about. We'll talk about Rillaboom a little bit later too. But for yeah. now, we're, we're gonna head forward into our two ladders this yeah. week. This is probably uh, gonna we'll be our of, last ultra ladder. I yeah, imagine. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll t- we'll talk about it a little bit, but we're kind of just kind of like going through the motions here, and we're in late ultra series. I think only locals are remaining at this point. No, we still actually we have two left? regionals. There's oh, Daytona God, and I'm San so Diego. Sorry. <laughs> you poor people. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on carry on godspeed um but at the top of the ultra ladder we have uh for our ladders this week cut down to 10 teams for both um because i don't think anybody is really you know fully invested in either of the two formats right right now so we'll give you a a little taste of both um at the top of the ultra ladder this week is paul chua himself running a team of necrozma duskman groudon salamence tapulele stack and jump bluff which has become very much a meta team as we kind of like uh 
what's the best way to describe the way that we're making our way through Slog. the Ultra series? Stumble? Yeah. Crawl desperately. Crawl? Yeah. <laughs> be like be forcibly dragged. <laughs> um anyway, I think yeah, that's the this, team so, he got second with, right? Or did he top four? At I the last so, regional, yeah. I forget. And then um somebody else was using it. Did they did somebody oh, I'd have to go back and look at results. Is it in either of these last two no, majors? No, it, it was Richmond. Uh Gavin Oh no, he had jump bluff, but he's got Lunadon. I thought I saw somebody else with this, but oh, Juan Salerno was top four with this team. That's oh who it yeah. Was. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he was Don Wings, um, but same deal. Same team, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is kind of meta now. It was funny that uh, we were talking about it a little bit in Monarchs, and Tommy said something to the effect of like, "I'm really surprised it took everybody so long to catch up on." Uh, light that burns the sky, not Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or something to if, that you, if you hit it into not Incineroar, you win. <laughs> yeah, you, you just, like, take a knockout. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're in, in uh, Dusk main meta, or, not, well, just Necrozma meta in general. So if you've got some locals coming up, bust out your Eveltals. Number two on the ladder, or number two on our countdown here, is Lunala Rayquaza, which exists. <laughs> uh, Tapu Fini, Incineroar, Nihiligo, and Bisharp. And so. It's, like, still around online, but it still has, like, yet to make like an actual tournament finish <laughs> mm -hmm. and i would hazard a guess that it probably won't at this point especially if it's using bisharp at the top of the ladder right now yeah i mean i Not think i have i think javier valdez got bishop, second but... with it at latium mm -hmm. but that's also javier oh, did valdez he? <laughs> so. did he really yeah oh good good for him no he didn't have bisharp he had mandibuzz oh i meant i meant lunar ray oh okay okay yeah he his uh, Teams don't count as a meta. Yeah. He's a phenomenal <laughs> player, but his teams do not count as a meta. They don't count for anything. <laughs> yeah, this is this, the same conversation we had with Jamie. We're like, right. Jamie, why don't other people use your teams? <laughs> <laughs> um, at three on the ladder, I'm pretty sure this is the Razor, is. right? Who's using? Uh, I uh, I just guessed based yeah. on looking at the Pokemon. It's the same team: Kyogre, Veltal, Mawile, Tapulele, Kartana, and Gothitelle. We turned uh, the meta We've, we've touched on that. <laughs> just like Gothma, you can use it now if you want <laughs> well, to in Galar. If you want to use normal Mawile, one of those is means. good. One of them is. Ooh. And now we have new Mawile. <laughs> Zashin is uh, like real Mawile. Right. Um, at four is Lunala, Kyogre, Tapu Lele, Tapu Koko, Lucario, Rabambi, uh, which is annoyingly actually like a popular and good team, yeah. <laughs> even though it has Lucario and Rabambi. Uh -huh. But it started to get results. Um, at five, Groudon, Lunala, Salamence, Tapu Fini. It's why do we have two Bisharp? Incineroar and Bisharp. Yeah, I don't know. We have ten teams and we <laughs> pulled two Bisharp. I know for Ultra Series. Ladder was just trying to mess with us this week. Dear Lord, people. <laughs> um, the Bisharp though will have a niche in uh, in in twenty uh, twenty. <laughs> a knockoffless niche. In a more restricted format, and you know, having Defiant, um, which is no longer the only check to intimidate. <laughs> so maybe not. Uh, at six here on our list, Kyogre, Rayquaza, Tapu Koko, Incineroar, Stakataka, and Kartana. There's there's a Rayogre for yep. you, that sure. <laughs> that, that sure do be a Rayogre. That sure do be a Rayogre. Our seventh team on the ladder, I believe, is the team that Bingji was yeah. running to get uh, second at, what regional was it? Portland, Portland. Seattle? Portland. Portland. Uh, Rayquaza, Palkia, Tapu Koko, Tapu Lele, Incineroar, and Stakataka. I think he had a like Kartana over Koko. Yeah, maybe he... Let me look something real quick. like that. We have that up. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. He have Kartana over Coco. 
And I feel like we saw this team on the ladder a couple weeks ago, Jake, and I said I had a really hard time with it, yeah. and you laughed at me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now it got second at a regional, <laughs> so I, I feel a little bit better about Vindicated, it. <laughs> at least slightly. Because it was kind of like meme ladder trash, I thought, for a while. But now that it has its its result, I, I can sleep at night. <clears throat> um, at eight on our ladder, Eveltal, Kyogre, Metagross, Tapu Koko, Incineroar, and Ferrothorn. Um, I believe that's the team that Megan Rattle was top eight at Worlds with, with a Ferrothorn over a Moongus. Oh, that sounds right, yeah. Which is like, okay, f it's an objective. <laughs> I don't know about objective. <laughs> it, it's a downgrade. No, say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an objective downgrade. Yeah. Ferrothorn is objectively a worse Pokemon than a Moongus. Then so pretty much it's me otherwise. Yep. It's it's way down there. <laughs> they should have culled it. Oh, um, gosh. At nine, Rayquaza, Kyogre, Tapu Fini, Incineroar, Stakataka, and Pikachu. See, like, Pikachu um, always has, like, its one tournament that it, like, cuts or almost cuts, so I guess this is its makeup mm. for not doing that this year. Who's, uh, the, oh, doesn't, um, what's his name? He's a Texas, oh, Max Deese uh -huh. is always using teams like this where he just kind of, like, tosses, you know, some sort of lightning rod user. He likes Raichu a lot, yeah. Yeah, and I think he had some teams where he was using Pikachu. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, with the last <laughs> team on the ladder, Groudon, Xerneas, Salamence, Tapu Koko, Incineroar, and Shedinja. We've probably already taken up like a sum of 20 to 30 minutes of your <laughs> life if you've listened to all these episodes talking about that one team in particular. Yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, let dead things rest where they lie. Should we do? And should we go to tournaments first and then move on to BSD? I think yeah, I think that's idea. a good idea. We can, let's do we'll that. Get a better segue. But I don't so want to like. I don't want to jump into like Jenny yeah. and then go back to ultra because that's really boring yeah right now we're just doing a <laughs> chore and then right we're gonna be doing and then yeah so anyway we'll touch on uh, portland first okay. yeah sure okay so that was two weekends ago and of course was won by uh joe ux9 who was you know based on his early ultra results was bound to win something at some yeah, point yeah i think this was like um, his third regional like... in a row that he had cut which is super impressive yeah un unreal um run for him especially as kind of like an up-and-coming player yeah. Um, and he was using that same team that he's been, you know, spamming basically with the Groudon, Eveltal, Metagross, Incineroar, Tapu Koko, and Venusaur. And I think we touched briefly on it, Jake, but this team and then also the team that's runner-up kind of lends a lot of weight to the idea that the, 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 the metagame is a crapshoot right now. <laughs> just take something that you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, for you know? sure. I'm pretty sure, like we mentioned just a few minutes ago, BingJ was in second with that uh, Rayquaza Palkia team. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that's something he's been using for a long time, too. It's not like he just came up with yeah. it recently. So um, right. a lot of people are going with comfort picks. Like in top four, we had... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the whole all of top four is comfort yeah, picks. Yeah, like Gavin in fourth place with Lunadon, Jumpluff. That's not even close to a surprise. And then Steven Mia in third uh, with his world's uh, top cut team. So two and comfort picks Ragavan, there that are still working, obviously. Ragav and Kimo with Rayogre oh, yeah. in top eight. So <laughs> yeah. there's, there's some more comfort picks <laughs> for you. And then... Uh, Rounding out the two teams uh, in top eight uh, were Miles Kristalovich, um, who was using Lunadon Bisharp Bisharp, on yeah. Lunadon. Yep. Um, but the same other five there, Groudon, uh, Lunala, Salamence, and Cinerofini, and then, you know, close your eyes and pick something. Right. <laughs> um, and then uh, the last team was, like we mentioned, uh, our one exposure to Ultra Necrozma meta here in eighth place uh, with a team that is similar to the one that um, Nils won Richmond yeah. with uh, that has Groudon, Donwings, Metagross, Tapulele, uh, Smeargle, and Excelgore. Um, so that's kind of what the what the meta looks like now. Yeah. There's some other kind of cool stuff throughout the rest of the top the quote 16. quote-unquote meta. 
yeah, yeah. Terry Hong had uh, Rayquaza Duskmane with Porygon 2 Suicune. So that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, there's a, a Lopany that got 10th place with Nate Monroe. Uh, the Joe UX9 mm-hmm. team also made top 16 under Chong Jun Peng. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a repeat there. A couple other Lunadon teams. Uh, Aaron Aaron Chang at 13 has that Rabombi team oh, yeah. that we touched mm-hmm. briefly on with Lucario. And then there is a Breloom at 15 uh, that was being pired by Renee. So um, it's like the the Ken Shedinja team, but the Shedinja is a Breloom. Yeah, without Shedinjas, <laughs> and I support that <laughs> with all Please of my more. heart. I support switching Shedinja out, even if it's something like like I, I'm sure that's a Scarf Breloom, right? Oh, who knows? <laughs> I feel like it has to be. Um, even if you want to use something like that, by all means. Yeah. Um, so that's Portland. Uh, we got Latian, the Brazil yeah, International Latian. Championships. Oh, so uh, according to uh, Trainer Tower here, the two events had the uh, same I was gonna, number of entries. I was going to point that out. I was, I was just looking so at that. So we had that. the uh, Sao Paulo Regionals. Ultra Series <laughs> is <weekend>. dead, people. <laughs> <laughs> the Sao Paulo Special Events, um, which was won, of course, by James Beck, who you know continues to cement himself yeah. as one of the best players in the world right now i think his 2019 season is one of the best seasons of all time it has to point. be like it it has to be right well, how many regionals um, was to it go back and look won? he's he's got a he's got t- at least two regional wins if not three yeah. an international win an international runner-up right uh, yes yeah and then world's top four yeah. <laughs> that's like, insane what, what the hell um that's that's ridiculous like it, in a game like this, it's impossible, especially in large major events, to have that run of of success over an entire season. Yeah, no, he's I know. That's a... just that's just like unreal. Like you have to at some point you're going to go X three at a regional, right? <laughs> no. no, I mean maybe no, he I, did, I but not. like every other tournament he went to was golden. Yeah, it's just unreal. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, just crazy um, season from James. So he is just like transcendent at this point. <laughs> this just kind of like just kind of like caps it off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the team he was using uh, was the uh, Groudon, Dawnwings, Necrozma, Salamence, Tepulele, Stakataka, and Excelgor, which is making kind of a late season charge. And it <laughs> it kind of represents my thoughts on kind of like the the format as we close it out here, where it's just one of those brain dead things where you can like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell this team like. Let's throw Lele Excelgor right. and see what the hell happens. Yeah, I mean, it, um, I think it makes sense. Excelgor is a really good Pokemon at like enabling hyper offense, and that's exactly what this team yeah. is. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, at number two, of course, was Javier Valdez, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, both teams, interestingly, had uh, s- terrain plus seed Pokemon, which was not something oh. that was largely seen. Was Mandibuzz seed? I assume it was. I don't know. <laughs> I, that makes sense. Uh, I just kind of was speculating. <laughs> now that you've called me on it. No, I, I thought you might have <laughs> known something I didn't. No, 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 I don't know. Um, but he was using Lunala, Rayquaza, Metagross, um, Tapu Fini, Mandibuzz, and um, Togemaru. And I think he's been using, like, at least five of those Pokemon. I know he had Xerneas Rayquaza for a long time, but I'm pretty sure he's always had that Rayquaza, Metagross, Tapu Fini. Oh, no, he had a uh, Gastrodon at some point. Yeah, anyway, it's, I think Xerneas, he's, he's been, like, Xerneas Gastrodon yeah. over Luna, Togemaru is what he had at NAIC. Okay, yeah, because he's been recycling pieces of it, and and I only caught the stream briefly. Admittedly, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of it, but I'm pretty sure he still had the the Surf Rayquaza. Yeah, he did. <laughs> even though he didn't he didn't have he doesn't have Gastron right. <laughs> anymore. But Surf Surf Rayquaza is a staple. <laughs> um, at third on the ladder, another uh, player who's having a ridiculous season is Eric Rios. Yep. 
who is in the top of every event that he's attended all over the world, including Worlds. I think I, I, he um, tweeted something like he cut every event he went to in Ultra Series. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, he's using uh, the Parish Cernius Groudon version, which is something that we've seen him and Poke Alex uh, use quite yeah. a bit over parts of the season when they weren't using their uh, their rain team there. And at fourth was uh, Juan Salerno, um, who I believe was making his first appearance in a Masters event. Oh, cool. Um, if I'm not incorrect, but he was definitely a senior last season. I don't know if this is his first Master event, but definitely his first Masters major mm -hmm. cut um, and made it to the top four um, of an international championship. Yeah. Um, so super strong showing for him with uh, Groudon, Donwings, Necrozma, Salamence, Tapu <coughs> uh, Lele, Stack Attacka, and Jump Bluff. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, where we're at with the meta at this point. Yeah, Serapis coming in rounding, fifth with a yep. uh, XL team, Incineroar, Kangaskhan, Crobat, Smeargle. I think that's something we've seen him and Ashton use uh, in recent tournaments. Yeah, I think that's what uh, Joe Castiolo churned out a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that, oh, that you're right. com yeah, yeah, yeah. combination I think he is, used that at Bridgman? Yeah. Yes, yeah, because Gallade was the tournament yeah. before. Yeah. Um, at six, John Lo Paul Lopez Wiza using you know, his quote unquote team at this quote unquote, his team. <laughs> I, I put the quotes in the wrong place there uh, with the, with the X-ray incineroar, Coco Amoongus, and then Gengar is the slot, normal Gengar that he's had in that uh, eighth, eighth Pokemon slot there. Um, Cesar Reyes uh, with another uh, Xerneas Lunala variant that features Kangaskhan, Incineroar, Tapu Coco, and Amoongus. So a slightly different take than the previous mm -hmm. one. And then at eighth place, uh, Yuya Tada, who's a Japanese player that travels well. I've seen him in, a, in, in cuts at a couple majors. Yeah. Um, also using uh, X-Ray, Kangaskhan, Incineroar, Tapu Fini, and Amoongus. I thought X-Ray was dead, but here we are. Yeah, it had a pretty strong showing here. It looks like two top eight uh, appearances. Words are hard. Mm -hmm. uh, so not something I would have expected from it, but pretty good. Yeah, good for it. Um, and then kind of the rest of top 18 is actually very standard looking as I glance over yeah. a little bit here. Um, Yuri was running Rayquaza Duskmane Necrozma, which is a combination that we haven't seen a whole lot of. Um, so that's, you know, an interesting restricted combo that he piloted effectively at this mm -hmm. tournament. And then we do have a Mawile checking in at 14, <laughs> uh, being piloted by Andrew Ding. I believe that he's been running uh, the Groudon, and then I don't know if he always had Duskmane, but he's been running Groudon, Necrozma, Mawile, Lele. Um, for a couple of events yeah. here, and he secured his invite, I believe, with the, with this oh, tournament cool. finish. And he's a, a first-year player, yeah. which is awesome. Um, always nice to see good folks make a charge, um, and uh, or new folks make a charge, especially both. And good folks, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> but, especially um, if they're both. But yeah, hopefully we, we get some more nice new faces as we charge forward into 2020 here. Um, so that's going to effectively <laughs> wrap up our Ultra Series coverage. I think maybe we'll just touch on whatever majors that happen, yeah. but I don't feel like strongly about needing to go through the ladder at any point. Right. I don't think you do either, I Jake. We've talked about <laughs> it briefly. I am far more interested in what is taking yes. place in Galar than what's taking place in Alola. Um, so let uh, us move forward into the uh, inaugural edition of wow. our Battle, uh, Battle Stadium doubles yeah. here. So just um, to reiterate, these aren't officially the VGC letters yet. We don't know what the VGC format for 2020 is, but this is right. uh, the Battle Stadium doubles, which is like the online ladder in Sword and Shield. 
and it's as close as we can it's get. It's right presumably okay. very similar to VGC 2020. There might, I guess, we might have some slight differences, but we don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, so I think at this point, it's just a matter of whether or not Dynamax is allowed, whether or not Gigantamax is. Yeah, allowed, probably. Correct? That's just kind of where we're right. at. Um, uh, so anyway, at the top of the ladder this week, we 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 pulled the top ten available teams, mm-hmm. and I would hope that people aren't like hiding their matches. This was already, ten of but... eleven, so there's only one. Ah, <laughs> okay, good, good. So somebody is hiding <laughs> there their matches one. already. <laughs> Darn it. Okay. Um. So the first team this week is Draco Zolt, which I'm really excited <laughs> about. Mimikyu, Rotom H, uh, Braviary, Aegislash, and Snorlax. Old friend Snorlax returns and is doing the same thing as always. <laughs> Um, Mimi- yeah, not even Snorlax, uh, it's Mimilax. Oh, it's Mimilax. <laughs> yeah, Mimilax Rotom H actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously Aegislash is a really good Pokemon. Um, and Braviary is getting very strong returns early in the season as well. People are slapping that onto Sand, Yeah. Uh, as I understand it, and getting some pretty good results. So Draco Zolt here is obviously a new Pokemon, one that stands out a little bit uh, from the rest of the team. Yeah, Draco Zolt is the only new addition, but it's pretty cool. It's one of the four fossil Pokemon uh, and I, they're all I, I honestly love the new <laughs> fossil. They're Pokemon. so like, I think they're really cool. So looking. sad. <laughs> yeah, they just. It's funny because um, in the past, um, you know, the idea being that these Pokemon have gone extinct, uh, the fossil Pokemon that is as a yeah. whole. But they really like in the, in the Pokedex entries of this generation, really like emphasize heavily that these Pokemon are ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. and that's the reason that they went extinct. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Drake Assault obviously is, <laughs> is this little dragon thing that has a big, but anyway, it has Volt Absorb and Hustle, so it it has at least the capacity to like be useful and pump out some damage, um, depending on you know what kind of position you can get it into. Um, it looks like that's kind of another way for that team. Looks like it might benefit from a bulky water check as well. Yeah, so, true. So that might be what that's doing there. <clears throat> um, I could have talked about those fossils for a long time. <laughs> we'll do it later. Uh, at at two on the ladder is Tyranitar Excadrill. Get used to yeah. seeing that. Uh, Corviknight, uh, Galarian Darmanitan, Conkelder, and Rotom Wash. Sand is getting a uh, lot of hype early. Which, it's very and I, I think it's for good reason. Leaned on, but yeah, yeah. I especially because the the supporting cast for it is so strong now. Like you mentioned, Braviary gets thrown on Sand. Mm. Uh, Corviknight's another really strong partner. Both of them have speed control uh, with Tailwind. I think somebody was saying. Dragapult is like a, a big member of those offensive sand cores. I can see too. that. Yeah, but like Porvenite yeah. and Braviary are both intimidate deterrence too, which is big for both Tyranitar and Excadrill. Mm-hmm. So I I think they'll we'll be seeing those a lot. Uh, Rotom Wash, I think the Rotoms are going to be good. Uh, we saw Heat on the first team. This is Wash here. There's a Rotom Cut a few teams down. Uh, I think they're all going to be solid. We we know how good Rotom can be in these restricted formats like 2014. Uh, so. I would expect to see that pop right. up pretty often. And when we had uh, Japan Sand running around, you know, uh, th- your choice of bulky water was always the big, yeah. you know, choice of how that team was going to function. And obviously, Rotom Wash has always, in, in, in non-restricted formats at least, been one of the best bulky water types that's yeah. out there, thanks to a Levitate and the electric typing. Um, so we'll definitely see a good bit of that. And the one thing on that team is the Galarian Darmanitan. <laughs> Which looks totally ridiculous, but its ability is literally choice yeah. band, and you can give it another item. Yeah, you can run double <laughs> choice band, which is yeah. So and even the the Zen mode is kind of nuts. Um, you know, the the original Darmanitan was if you wanted to run the Zen mode, you have to like prepare it to be a special attacker, and then when it was outside of Zen mode, you weren't as yeah. effective. Um, but in 
Galler doubles down on the offensive and fire ice is just like a completely ridiculous typing offensively. Yeah. It was one that I never expected <laughs> to see, but cool Pokemon. Um, uh, at three on the ladder is Gyarados, Rotom Heat, Dragapult, Excadrill, Braviary, and uh, Kinkelder. Um, so a lot of pieces of, you know, the sand core that we expect to see just without mm-hmm. the sand. And interestingly, um, that's not even, you know, a necessary piece of it anymore because you can use Max Rockfall and um, get your own sand up. Yeah, I think Excadrill is, like, I think it'll actually be good without sand, even like a Mold Breaker set, especially if mm-hmm. the Rotoms stick around. So, like, you right. can, a lot of teams, Earthquake immunities are just going to be Rotom and maybe one other thing, but if you Mold Breaker mm-hmm. past Levitate, then it's going to be pretty strong. Uh, I think right. Gyarados is can, getting a lot of hype, you know, even too. if you... That's really good. What is? At, oh, yeah, Gyarados. I think it's yeah, a really good Dynamax user, uh, just because mm-hmm. it has so much good coverage and its its max moves are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, at four on the ladder, Tyranitar, Milotic, Corviknight, Excadrill, Rotom, Cut, and Arcanine. So again, like this is you're starting to see some some frequent players here. You know, the Sand Core with a, a Flying type and an Intimidate and a Bulky yeah. Water. Like the, <laughs> like the the the, the the, the formula is there. Yeah, I think it's there, and I think people are obviously going to experiment with the different pieces to stack in with it, but the the uh, common uh, threads there are going to be the Tyranitar, the Excadrill, uh, one of Corviknight and Braviary, probably, and then uh, another Earthquake Immune. Yeah, definitely, and we're going to see that. I think there's another couple teams as we go down yeah. the list here that we'll touch <laughs> on that again. At five on the ladder, though, we're going to go very much in the opposite extreme. <laughs> Uh, with a team of Charizard, Torkoal, Lyperd, Rhyperior, Mimikyu, and Gastrodon, which is kind of an interesting team because it looks like it has like a pretty hard Trick Room option. You assume that that's Gigantamax Charizard? I'm not really Possibly, sure. Yeah. I, I guess like the Solar Power uh, Torkoal right. um, stuff is there, and then Lyperd is kind of tossed in for good measure. Um, I guess you know Prankster Speed Control becomes you know pretty freaking good, uh, assuming the speed changes are intended right um and 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 persistent <laughs> because you know fake out or a uh, prankster thunder wave effectively becomes like quash at that yeah point. it really does which is i think one of the reasons Lightbird is going to start seeing a little bit more usage oh, god i, I know <laughs> um and then uh, the other kind of thing to pull away from this is i think that hard trick room is like very much viable um a lot of the Pokemon that were introduced with the new generation are very slow and have their stats elsewhere. Yep. Um, and also, Gothitelle is, like, one of the best Pokemon <laughs> in the format. And even Hatterene, uh, which gets Magic Bounce and can set Trick Room, is, like, really good as well. So there are a lot of ways to, like, set and abuse Trick Room, and I think that's going to be, you know, something that uh, comes into play. Yeah, I know. I think that Trick Room is going to have a lot more tools and... It'd be kind of cool to see what people do with them. Back in 2017, we had Gavin win two regionals in a row with Hard Trick Room. Yeah, with the Hard TR. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Hard TR came back. Uh, Definitely agree with that. At six on the ladder, Gothitelle, Toxtricity, Scrafty, Ludicolo, Pelipper, and Ferrothorn. There's been speculation that Rain is also going to be very good, and I'm pleased that the first time that Rain shows up <laughs> on our show, it's not that like hard Rain oh my God. nonsense that looks like that Battle Tower team and was running around yeah. for far too much of 2018, where it would have like in this case Ludicolo, Pelipper, uh, Dreadnaw, um, Barracuda, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like one out for Corviknight or something like that. <laughs> Pour What's one that? out for Polytoad. I'm so sad. Yeah, poor. Oh. 
poor Toad. Every every weather um, center except Politoed is in this game. I All am them. sad that Politoed is gone also because Obama Snow checks it <laughs> so well. Uh, <laughs> um, but as we move on to the next team, we've got another Tyranitar Excadrill with Arcanine, Rotom Wash, Sylveon, and Braviary. And this is like this is like this is like the metagame at this yeah. point in the format. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's kind there of surprised Sylveon took this long to show up. I do think Sylveon's going to be really good. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, again, I think it's a pretty good partner with those Pokemon. And obviously, like, the two Earthquake Immunes with Braviary Rotom next to Excadrill. Right. Can't really go wrong. Is this the first format that we've had Titar Excadrill without Landorus therein? Probably. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about that yeah, now. Yeah, I think because Excadrill wasn't in 2014, so... Yeah. yeah, I think it is. You're right. Interesting. A little scary, <laughs> but interesting. Um, at eight here, we've got Duraludon, uh, Reuniclus, Rotomach, Gyarados, Ferrothorn, and Hydreigon. So, of course, Duraludon is the new Steel Dragon yeah. uh, that was introduced and does some interesting things. Um, what what does Stalwart is its ability? It ignores it redirection. Does, so, like, yes, it'll ignore, okay. follow me, or they rage did a powder, lot of that. but also something like uh, Storm Dream. Mm-hmm. And it also oh, it's also got, it's also Moldbreaker, um, I think. It's like all those effects. Oh, plus is Moldbreaker. that what it does? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, as long as the distribution's it's low, only, I guess uh, you can Duraladon. do things like that. Yeah, it's only Duraludon. Um and it gets Steel Beam too, which is like Draco Meteor. What? It's it's, it's, or it's stronger, no, it's mind but blown. it has the same. You lose half your health. Oh, it does. Oh, I thought it was just like a special attack no, drop. It's more like mind blown. Interesting, but it does do a lot yeah. of damage. Does do a lot of damage. Um, at nine on the ladder, Mamoswine, Gyarados, Corviknight, Draco Zolt. Okay, maybe that's a thing. <laughs> uh, Grim, Grimmsnarl, and Conkeldur. Oh, kind of cool. Mamoswine got buffed because of Oblivious being one of the like nineteen abilities that ignores Intimidate now. So it's pretty. Yep. Neat. Deserved, <laughs> deserved nerf. Well deserved nerf. Um, and Grimmsnarl is showing up for the yeah. first time. I think that Grimmsnarl is going to be really good. I kind of do too. Um, it's super strong. It has fake out. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a prankster, but also it's going to like punch you in the yeah. face. And it's G-Max move is kind of scary too. Yes, yeah. Um, it ha- it's, it's basically like a, a G-Max like, um, what's the, the yawn, yawn yeah. where it does damage, but then it puts the target to sleep the yep. next turn. But it also gets fake out, and then, you know, we've talked about how good prankster Thunder mm-hmm. Wave is all of a sudden. Um, and then Fairy Dark is just like ridiculous. It's, really unique, it's yeah. like a, a super good typing, and and it just like uh, a lot of the, so one of the things that's held back some of you know unique unique fairy types in the past is that like you know it hasn't gotten Moonblast or it doesn't get played yeah. off. Uh, Grimstarl has the moves that uh-huh. it needs too to like to be an offensive powerhouse. So I think that's a really interesting one, uh, one that I'll keep an eye on. And then the last team on the ladder here is Sylveon, Arcanine, Hydreigon, Corviknight, Gastrodon, and Togedemaru. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Gastrodon's yeah. interesting. Gastrodon checks sand. I guess it does. Like, not super well, though, because mm-hmm. it'll still take a bunch from, like, ground moves and dark moves. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. it's there. <laughs> this one's probably the least exciting it earths, 10, but I see what they're it doing. Earths power, it earth powers that's things, true. yeah. And then Corviknight actually popped up like three or four times, I, like a Steel-type yeah. Tailwind setter, I'll talk about this more in the, the second half. I really like Corviknight. I'm interested to know your thoughts on it because outwardly it does, like other than Mirror Armor, that's the only thing that it has going for it over Skarmory, right? Which we've just absolutely never right. seen. 
Um, so anyway, we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, but that's going to wrap up the first half of our show here. We are going to take a short break. Um, it'll be slightly longer for us than it will for you. Uh, but we'll be back in just a couple seconds to uh, touch on all of uh, the new Galar-type Pokemon, and we'll kind of embed a little discussion about the metagame as we go through it. We're not going to touch on the metagame, so you won't hear us talking too much about some of the sand stuff that's going on or, or other like um, old Pokemon that are defining the metagame, but we will talk about all of the relevant... <laughs> this is subjective, <laughs> uh, and Jake and I have already argued yeah. about it relevant uh pokemon that are new uh in the galar region so stay tuned we'll be right back and welcome back trainers hopefully that was quicker than it takes to get some of your quick spin Al Creamy forms. Um, but we're here now to talk about uh, some of the Galar mods. Unfortunately, we will not be talking about Al Creamy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, bad. Not really relevant. <laughs> uh, but to talk about uh, some of the way that these new Galar mods, including Galarian forms and the new Pokemon, will contribute to the VGC meta, assuming that <laughs> the rules look somewhat similar to the Battle Spot <laughs> formats. You know, the, you never know. They could you know, do one of those things where they ban out the top 12 Pokemon. Anyway, we're expecting it to look a lot like uh, the Battle Stadium doubles, so with that kind of idea in mind, we'll touch on some of these Galarmons, and I can see that uh, Jake has decided to appropriately order uh, the Galarmons in our <laughs> list here. So, go ahead, take it away. Wheezing! <laughs> <laughs> I am a wheezing stan. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that it's going to be the best of Pokemon. Okay, I'm glad you said that. And I didn't have to. <laughs> no, like I, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Like, okay, I see things for what they are. I still love it, uh, but I think it might have some kind of niche. Like Misty Surge, once it gets that, it's going to be really good. Uh, I yep. think people might overlook that a little bit. Uh, but Neutralizing Gas might have some like meme applications. I'm sure people are going to use it with like slacking or, uh, like a slacking and slacking is gone. Well, any of those Pokemon eventually once God. they get to, <laughs> once they get to a re-released. That yeah, might have some I, fun. I agree with you. I think meme applications are what neutralizing gas is going to see the most use yeah. for, and that you know Misty Surge will obviously be the reason to use it mm -hmm. um, when it's attainable. Uh, you know, we've seen how good Tapu Fini is, and obviously Weezing is not Tapu Fini, but yeah. Misty Surge like is 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 still really good. And if any of the other, um, you know, when Rillaboom gets its ability, or if uh, in DDC's play. You know, Misty Seed or Misty Surge has always been best at kind of like neutralizing the other surges. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll certainly see it do that in some capacity. Um, the next on our list here is Darmanitan, which we touched briefly on. You know, basically it just does a lot of damage. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of damage. I saw some preliminary um, stats for the OU singles ladder this afternoon, and it was number is it two. Is going to get quick banned? Yeah. <laughs> it was number two um, in usage. I don't think it'll get quick banned. It's, they're it's they're dealing with Dynamax right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I saw. I forget who it was. Somebody. It was one of the like the, the high ladder OU players that shows up on my Twitter all the time and recommended tweets that he did like sixty one percent to a Rotom Wash with a U turn <laughs> from from Darmanitan. <laughs> so, so like basically, its ability is choice banned, and then you can give it another boosting item. Yeah. There's a lot of damage to be done there, but also Pokemon like that haven't historically been, you know, amazing in VGC. Um, right. It's 
as opposed to singles because you get access to more resources at one time to try and you know deal with it and obviously intimidate is strangely enough darmanitan is one of the pokemon that actually still is affected by it <laughs> right <laughs> um so yeah definitely interesting and something that will wreck you on low ladder if you're not careful but yeah. you know how good it actually is remains to be seen especially with sand running everywhere true um, yeah yeah Rillaboom is next on our list here. Um, this is going to be a good Pokemon. Yeah. It has Fake Out. It has U-Turn. It has As knock soon off. as it gets its hidden ability. Yeah. Yeah. It has, you know, Wood Hammer or Drum Beating is its signature move. Uh, and then it does have Grassy Surge for its hidden ability, like we were kind of hinting at. So once that gets released, I think it'll be very solid. It's I think it's still kind of good now. Like, Fake Out U-Turn is very, very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, like, usable true. now. But once it does get Grassy Surge, it'll be even better. Yeah, it is kind of a nice check to sand actually, mm -hmm. um, to re to resist, um, you know, the steel and and the ground type moves at least. Um, and then it can take on, you know, you've always wanted to be able to hit Tyranitar from its physical side if possible. And drum beating is really good, you know, wood hammer if you'd prefer the damage. But um, it certainly has applications. I think we'll see. It's just like one of those Pokemon that was designed to be supportive. Yeah. Um, and it was actually. <laughs> after a certain point kind of hard to drag through the in-game because <laughs> it didn't really get a lot of fun moves to use that do a lot of damage uh, but on the flip side of the spectrum in that regard is Cinderace who does an awful lot of damage yeah. and, and Pyroball is really cool um, and obviously will need its hidden ability uh, to be a relevant player yeah and once it gets Libero it'll like match Greninja in terms of you know being able to hit with any type of move for stab which is really strong uh, mm. Pyroball gets a special mention because it's a uh, animation is one of the best in the game. It's awesome. Uh, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I think Cinderace is cool. It's really really fast. I believe it has Fake Out. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it maybe not. Does. Okay, maybe not. I don't think it does. Actually, I think you're right. Uh, but it is fast. It has U-turn, Pyroball, a lot of really cool coverage moves. Uh, it's got a cool signature move called Court Change that probably won't be super relevant to doubles formats or at least VGC, but it kind of flips every like field condition on the field. So like if you have mm -hmm. Stealth Rock on your side and you use Court Change, it gets moved to their side. I've heard it works with screens. I've heard it works with Tailwind too. Uh, so that's oh, kind of cool. But uh, really cool effect that you know. Obviously, this is the first time we've had a move like that. But I'm not really sure it'll get much use. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, the only thing that might impact that is that I know there's been some like speculative discussion that the power of screens was buffed. True. Yeah. Um. So if they actually do like have damage now, then it, you might see like a battle <laughs> for screens be a little yeah. bit more applicable. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. You will note here. Please note here that we are not talking about Inteleon. This is not. <laughs> this is not a like an unintentional omission. It's not good. Don't use it. Um. Next on the list though is Greedent, yeah. which is, uh, you know, surprisingly viable, um, given that it is one of those early route normal types that mm -hmm. don't typically see, um, you know, the light of day, the worst of which is, of <laughs> course, Watchog. Uh, <laughs> um, but Greedent is, is effectively, because it does get Belly Drum, Yep. Um, it does get Gluttony, well, it does get a very high HP stat. You actually, Gluttony is actually worse than Cheek Pouch. Oh, interesting. Because if you use, like, Cheek Pouch Citrus, you'll heal the full from half. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Gluttony is actually so, not as good. So anyway, uh, Greedent is, is effectively, like, what Snorlax was previously. Right. Um, you can Belly Drum back 50, to full on the same turn. Right. 
right? That because Snorlax actually can't do that anymore because the fifty percent berries yep. got nerfed. I didn't even think about that. Anyway, uh, all my notes here about Greedon are wrong. Greedon is actually better than Snorlax. You've heard it here first. Greedon is better than Snorlax. Um, it has uh, basically similar stats across the board. It has a slightly higher defense stat and then lower HP and lower special defense. Um, but it's usable as a Snorlax replacement. So if you're well, like one of those people that really just doesn't want to have meta Pokemon on your team, you can use <laughs> Greedon. You can use it. The thing it is, is it, an like, appropriate replacement we for don't Snorlax. need a Snorlax replacement though because Snorlax is in the game <laughs> like it's still here no no it's not it, it oh. is Snorlax is gone okay. we don't want it anymore uh, <laughs> Greedon is your new god <laughs> all right well uh, that right. brings us to Corviknight which I kind of mentioned I was a really big fan of uh, I think mirror armor is a really 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 cool ability uh, it bounces back the effects of certain like stat dropping moves or abilities uh, like intimidate's a big one. You instead of taking minus one, you give them minus one. Uh, it works now, does for. Does that apply to the like? Does your partner get intimidated if that gets switched in? Yes. So it it, it okay. doesn't protect okay. your partner. It's like magic okay. coat. Okay. Thank God. Um, okay. So it's not like broken. It, that would have been pretty crazy. But it's like a really good ability. It also works against moves. So like if you get icy winded, they would take minus one speed. Uh, it works for secondary effects and moves. So like if you get liquidation, for example, and you get a defense drop. It actually drops their defense instead of yours. Oh, okay. So really neat. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good Tailwind user. I also really, really, really like the Bulk Up Roost set. I think Bulk Up Roost. In BGC? Well, I've been using it in doubles at you, but like same kind of principle. Oh, I was really? talking to someone else about it. Yeah. Uh, but like it's really fat. It's like kind of surprisingly fat. And if you run Roost, uh, it's pretty easy to keep yourself healthy. And then you can run something like. And you like... can intimidate it. Huh. Yeah, you can intimidate it. You can run something like Body Press which is a new move. It, uh, it's a fighting type move that actually uses your defense stat instead of attack for the damage calc. What? So when you're boosting your defense with bulk up, you're boosting the power of body press too and not just the attack. So it's pretty cool. Oh my, I didn't know about that move. Yeah. So that means, th I wonder if Wulu gets it. Oh my god, stop. Stop, Brendan. Then, Moving on. Then you can <laughs> use Cotton Guard. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the next Pokemon on our list, I, I need to go look that up. <laughs> Uh, is Orbeetle. Um, I don't know if you added this to the list or if I did, but if I added it, it's simply because it has a G-Max move that sets gravity, um, which is always, you know, kind of one of those things. Gravity's it's it's like one of those things where you rarely actually want to spend a lot of time using it. Uh -huh. But if it was there, then sure. Like, it's, you know, nice to have access or, you know, remove some of the vari variability from things that can happen. And if it's just a psychic-type attack, and, oh, good, psych you know, you know it's there, then y you may as well. Yeah. I think that was you. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then we won't talk anymore about it. The next Pokemon on the list, actually much more important to talk about, is Barrascuda. Yeah. What? It's you super know, fast. <laughs> it's a really good swift swimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really fast. There's not going to be anything outspeeding it when it's in the rain. Um, I think maybe... I think the only thing that I can think of that can actually get there is, is um, Unburden... Uh, Excel Gore. Right. I'm pretty sure I checked the speed tiers, and that's like the only thing that can actually get there. Um, so you can, you know, even just go adamant with it. But anyway, it's a physical, it's a physical swift swimmer, and of course we know weather is going to be really interesting. Uh, with sand being, you know, pretty centralizing, rain is going to be really good, and then of course the max moves can reset weather. Um, so Barrascuda is one of those things that can come in and like use max. Uh, what's the water one called? Geyser. Max Geyser. And then have its own rain and be really threatening. It also gets um, Propeller Tail, which, which is, is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. It's it's a copy of Stalwart in that it, if uh, 
what's it? What's the word I'm looking for? Ignores redirection. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you want to run that on rain instead of Swiss swim, uh, like you're already you super fast. Castrodon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You bypass Gastrodon, you can knock it out. Um, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I, I imagine if you target the Gastrodon, it would still damage it. I think it's still that same effect. Um, if, even if it's not, though, you can water move the partner, which Gastrodon likes to protect, so that's pretty cool. Right, yeah. I think Barrascoot is neat. Uh, I, I think one of the things that has held back, you know, Swift Swimmers is the lack of a secondary type that would, you know, give it access to a second stab move. Uh -huh. uh, but it does get decent coverage. It has close combat um, and poison jab and everything gets liquidation now. Yeah. So it gets to use that instead of waterfall, which was, you know, previously the the water move that most Pokemon had to default to. So it's a, it's a cool Pokemon. I think it'll definitely see play. It is not a Ludicolo replacement, but it is kind <laughs> of like a different way of playing Rain, right. which is which is interesting. Um, next on our list here is Toxtricity, which is one of those. I think it's it's fringe. Um, Punk Rock is a really cool ability. I would love to see you know more Pokemon have like flavor based abilities like that uh -huh. that are unique to them that you know allows for abilities to be a little bit better because of the limited distribution uh, but it's it's like kind of a cool pokemon poison uh, electric typing is obviously unique it does a lot of damage i i'm not convinced it's going to be that good but um i think overdrive is kind of a neat move it's a spread electric move that's based on not based on it. it's boosted by punk rock uh, mm. so it might be kind of interesting but you know it's a unique typing it's the first electric poison we've had so that's notable at least and yeah uh, there are very few like good electric types in this game that I've noticed. So if like if that becomes a niche yeah. that needs to be filled, I think Toxtricity might be a decent choice. Yeah, I was I think I, I think it was you that I was talking to the other day where I was talking about Pink Urchin. Yeah. Which we'll get to in just a minute. And I was like, Ah yeah, set electric terrain so that we can have Jolteon sweep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess like Toxtricity could theoretically also do that, but um you know, Pink Urchin is no Tapu Coco. Yeah. <clears throat> and and toxicity is no Alolan Raichu is is basically the <laughs> the point here, but it still is you know electric is a really strong offensive type, so uh -huh. theoretically you could see toxicity be powerful in the correct hands. Yeah. Um, the next on our list is Centiscorch. Bugfire is a cool typing. Centiscorch carried me carried me through the story mode, <laughs> um, and it gets like Fire Lash and Lunge, um, and like all the moves that it would want. I just like I don't I don't know whether or not it does enough as a Pokemon other than just like have that typing mm -hmm. to find its way onto most teams. Yeah, I don't know. Like that typing is rough. Volcarona was really good uh, in some formats, be like despite the typing and not because of it. And so right. it might be tough for Scorch. Like it does have cool moves. Like Fire Fire Lash and Lunge are both really neat moves with cool secondary typings or uh, effects. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not sure that it's going to be good Yeah, it, it it doesn't really have any sort of, like, a support niche or anything right. that it does well. I, like, I think it has, it probably has, I think it has Wide Guard or something like that. I, mean, I think a, it does, uh, yeah. I, But, yeah, but it doesn't really do a whole lot other than that. Like, it has Struggle Bug. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, it has a unique max, or a G-Max move that traps, it's, like, basically sets Fire Spin. So, it's, like, it's it's good typing. It's got good stats, but it just, like, doesn't have you know the niche to allow it like 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 you said um what's it called volcarona has a redirection set and also quiver dance yeah. which is like arguably one of the best moves in the game mm -hmm. um and set scorch has none of those things yeah. <laughs> um although it's it's decent 
Next on our list here is Poltegeist, um, which is Shell Smash the Pokemon. Like that's that's yeah. that's <laughs> that's effectively what it is here. Not only does it have so- Shell Smash, but it also has weak armor, which is like you know at least two thirds of Shell Smash ability. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of interesting in that, like, reg- like it will get away from you if you're not careful. Yeah. But it's not. It does like, it doesn't have a a niche other than that. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like super scary to face. Like, it's not super bulky at all. Uh, and mm. Shell Smash obviously is gonna make it even less bulky. Uh, so, I mean, like in some scenarios, maybe it'll like Shell Smash once and get a kill and then get knocked out. So who knows? Uh, right. But nothing, you know, past that. It does have tea time, though. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Saving grace. <laughs> that's like one of those meme things yeah. um, where it basically just makes everything that's on the field eat its berry. <laughs> right. Which is so funny. <laughs> uh, so, so like, you could have meme strategies where if you want to, like, make something eat a slack berry or, like, right. <laughs> whatever. You if you want to pop your halluges on birds or something. <laughs> I wonder if it just, like... Um, if it just makes you consume a resist berry, like even if it's not being like, oh, I wonder. I wonder if it yeah. if it just makes you blow the resist berry or something like that. That would be kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Next on our list here is Hatterene, which is one that I think is actually going to be pretty good. Yeah, it's um, pretty bulky. It has magic bounce and it's got trick room, uh, so it'll be a pretty solid trick room setter. It's got some decent special attack too, so. Mm-hmm. And it also has uh, its unique move is like a psychic type soak. Oh yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Soak has always kind of been limited by its distribution. Where like there were times where Tapu Fini was running it quite a bit. Um, I don't know about like like water is. I don't know. I don't know how how often you'd want to be making things psychic type. I guess right. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a cool Pokemon with magic bounce, meaning that you know it can't be taunted. Yep. Um, when it tries to set up trick rooms. Um, so it's interesting. Also, I love Hatre- uh, Hatrem. They they all look kind of cool. Super cute. Yeah. <laughs> Super cute. Um, we've got Grim Snarl, which I touched briefly on earlier. I think Grim Snarl is going to be really good. Um, and I was kind of surprised that it didn't show up more on the ladder. Mm-hmm. But it's like this Pokemon where, like, all the pranksters previously have been like bulk or uh, like frail Pokemon that don't have any offensive stats like you you always see them running like foul play or something like that and their whole like role is as an annoyer yeah <laughs> and now we have grim snarl who not only can annoy the hell out of you with some of the moves that it gets but is also going to like hit you really hard with with play rough or spirit break which is its unique move mm-hmm. um so we haven't seen uh, a prankster user be this threatening before in like other roles yeah, it's kind of cool. Like it has, I, I think it's gonna have very distinct sets. So, like the prankster set is gonna be like a more supportive one. Uh, and I'm blanking on its other abilities right now, but I think it has a better one that you would use. Um, it has uh, frisk and pickpocket, so I'm not. Sure oh, that maybe it does. not. <laughs> I guess frisk isn't bad if you're not using any status moves. Um, yep. But you know, it, it does have the capability to um, do a lot of damage, like you said. It does have that G Max move as well that'll put both opponents to sleep. So. Uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I feel like you could theoretically run a set that's, like, fake out Thunder Wave and then, like, a Fairy and a Dark Type yeah. move. Um, also, just just to reiterate, you know, how different this is from some of the other pranksters we've had in the past, they literally gave it unique moves for both of its stats. Yeah. 
<laughs> like why right. does it need that like spirit break they just and like, uh surrender and, uh, it's called? false surrender yeah yeah, yeah are, are both physical moves um spirit break lowers special attack and then uh false surrender doesn't miss it has perfect accuracy I mean, this is just like like the chosen child of Game Freak going. going <laughs> I guess there's one in every generation, generation that gets blessed. Yeah. This is the one. Aegislash was nerfed this. Oh, this it's, uh, the, it's the only one that got nerfed. The only Pokemon yeah. that had stat drops is Aegislash. Aegislash was the chosen child, okay. though, and got kind of brought back down. Yeah, for those unaware, Aegislash dropped 10 in defense and special defense, uh, which means it translated to like a minus 10 in blade form for the attacks as well. And King Shield deserved. deserved. So, <laughs> Des- deserved. Yeah, probably. <laughs> deserved. Uh, next on our list is Cursula. Cursula. Um, not Corsula. Well, Corsula. I, uh, I want to talk about that too, because Corsula is actually pretty good. In... Oh, look at its stats! Oh my god, I never even <laughs> looked at that. Oh my god. Galarian. Uh, okay. Before we get off track, Galarian Corsula is actually pretty solid in singles right now. It's super fat and is really annoying, like typing and moves. So it's actually yeah. kind of making waves in OU right now, which is kind of weird for Corsula. But it only has it only has Curse Body. It doesn't have Perish Body. Right. So yeah. Well, it only has Weak Armor okay. right now. I don't think the hidden abilities are. Oh, Curse available. Body's unreleased. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But um, go off on Curse. Anyway, <laughs> Cursula has uh, a unique ability to it called Perish Body, um, which. Um, when a Pokemon contacts it, it basically sets Perish Trap for both Cursula and the Pokemon that attacked it. So it's not field-wide, it's just for the two Pokemon. Yeah. But that is, you know, it's like one of those Pokemon where you can set up, you know, an endgame for yourself by being slow and forcing something to, like, hit you with a move, and then you can win. Um, and then it also has base 145 special attack base 130 special defense and i think i alluded to this at some point we were talking briefly about trick room but it's another one of those pokemon that's like min maxed in such a way that its speed is like zero it has 30 (laughs) base speed and gets all these other stats elsewhere because of the the fact that the stats are you know just distributed in like a a min max sort of way um so it's one of those pokemon that can you know both be a threatening trick room attacker and then if you touch it it will kill you (laughs) literally (laughs) And it's cool. Yeah. It's a cool Pokemon. I like Cursula. Um, oh, wait. And it's, Cursula is like, the lore of it is that it, it is the way it is because of rapid climate change. And so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, yeah. I like, I love that they like wove climate change into these games in multiple heart, ways. Yeah. Like, Weezing is like an air purifier. Cursula yep. is like a product of climate change. And then the climate change is like a very strong underlying theme in the story, too. And right, as yeah, an yeah. atmospheric scientist studying climate and climate change, I was very happy about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The game was made for you. I know. Um, next on our list is Perserker. Uh, this was something that I felt that needed mention um, just because it is a steel type with fake out, which is a niche that I don't think we have had in the past. I'm trying to think if there was I don't think you know, there anything... Is. I don't think there is either. Um, but anyway, it also gets an ability called um, Steely Spirit, uh, which is basically, uh, like, I, I, I honestly don't know the math on it, but it's like Fairy and Dark Aura, but for Steel-type moves. <laughs> um, so it's definitely one of those Pokemon that has, like, meme potential. Like, if you wanted to set Trick Room and then throw Berserker and uh, what's the elephant called? Kaparaja. 
Kaparaja onto the field and like spam Steely Spirit. Like like it has application. I'm not um, gonna lie. The first time I saw Berserker, I didn't realize that it was design evolved. is. I hate it. Well, yeah, it looks yeah. bad, but I thought I literally thought it was just Meowth. It said Berserker. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I said Berserker, yeah. no, and I was it, like, it's... why did they not change Meowth at all? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of ugly. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. fan. Um, design-wise, and and I wouldn't touch it competitively either. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Uh, Mr. Rhyme is the next Pokemon on our list. Yeah, the, like this whole like uh, both Mr. Rhyme and Mr. Rhyme just cracked me up. I think the only and, the only uh, reason we ever would talk about Mr. Rhyme is if those uh, screens did get buffed because its ability right uh, removes yeah, them it on do switch, it which is kind of neat. Uh, screen cleaner. I mean, is new, but yeah, and. And then if that does, you know, if you do end up wanting it for screen cleaner to try and nullify that, it it still has, you know, the whole support. Right. Yeah, it has um, fake out and like icy wind and Mr. Run. Yeah, and some cool screens stuff. itself. Yeah. Ally switch. You know, it has all those things mm-hmm. that you can, that you can do, if you felt inclined to yeah. bring it for screen cleaner, basically. Um. Next Pokemon on our list is Pink Urchin, which I had to talk Jake into <laughs> having on this list. It looks terrible. Pink Urchin, I love. I think it's adorable. It's like kind of cute, Urchin. but it looks like it's just going to be trash. Yeah, it's 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 again another one of those Pokemon that got min maxed really hard, where speed well, it, was. It know, got minned really hard. The, I wouldn't say it got maxed really hard. It has stats. So I mean, like it 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 got it got the the physical attacking moves that it needs you know, to be relevant, to have the, the 101 attack it does, and then 91 special attack, you know, that's, like, not too far below where Tapu Koko sits. Well, yeah, I was, was going <laughs> to say... Was... I mean, from a purely offensive standpoint, I'm not trying to compare it with Tapu Koko <laughs> necessarily, but, like, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be bad. I think the problem is, like, if you actually want to have an electric surge-based team, first of all you have to use this slow thing and then you have to figure out, you know, what other electric type yeah. is good enough to warrant, you know, having a, a team built around using electric. Right. Surge. I do think it's kind of funny that they took their first electric surge user, Coco, and they said, mm-hmm. Oh, we made it super fast last time. So let's just take it and give it similar stats, but drop the speed to 15 to the very opposite. Right. Extreme. Yeah. So that's how they came up uh, with Pinkurchin. <laughs> Pinkurchin is a distant cousin for Tapu Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Twice removed. Uh, they look sim. They look somewhat similar. Pikachu yeah. <laughs> is like that cousin that uh, Tapu Koko doesn't talk to <laughs> yeah. in the family reunions. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, next Pokemon on our list is Frostmoth. I love Frostmoth. I do too. I think I and I love Frostmoth almost as much as I love Snom. <laughs> <laughs> Snom is adorable. I never want to hurt him. I, I so need to much. protect him. Uh, there was a Twitter account that I spent too much time on earlier today called Snom Posting. <laughs> Where it's just like sh- shit posts with snob in it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, highly recommend. Uh, but anyway, I, 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 as much as I love Frostmoth, like there's, I just, I just don't know what you could possibly do to a bug and ice I type know. to make it like to make it usable in a competitive. Had, like format. having two quad weaknesses to like pretty common types is super bad. <laughs> yeah, and and it's just like they tried. They so even hard. gave it like gave a broken it ability. ability. Yeah. Yeah, like a super good ability. They gave it Quiver Dance. Um, it has like every every ice and Tailwind move. too. It has Wide Guard even. Um, it has Helping Hand. It has Struggle. So it, like it has all these. I, I'm I'm assuming it has Aurora Veil. So they gave it all these things for it to be supportive. Um, and I just don't think it's gonna like. I don't think it's gonna get there as much as I would like it to. Right. It just like 
being an ice bug type, like <laughs> you could bring an onyx in and use rock throw, and it's like <laughs> gonna get knocked out by onyx using its rock throw. Um, and like I love the Pokemon, but it's just like. <sighs> As somebody who loves ice types, I just like it's it's going to be hard to justify. Oh, speaking of ice types. Speaking of <laughs> ice types, uh, we do have uh, this new Pokemon. Speaking of blessings. Oh no! No no no! Um, no. I seem to be the one person that feels this way. I'm pretty sure I'm like the single very vocal minority here. <laughs> there's there's this fantastic new Pokemon called Ice Q, um, and it is a penguin and it has a unique ability called Ice Face. Um, where every time, like the first time it gets contacted by a physical move, it takes no damage for it, and then it busts its ice face, and then after that, um, it can take damage. And the ability is reset uh, by hail coming onto the field. I and Ice Q also has Belly Drum, and when it has its ice face busted, its speed goes up to 130 base. So it's this Pokemon that theoretically, after two turns with um in using dynamax and belly drum and then using um uh max ice what is it called ice uh, is it just called max ice i don't remember actually hailstorm uh, max yeah. hailstorm um you can be at plus six uh be 130 base speed and then have your ability reactivated so that you don't take damage from the next physical well if it now is it, it reactivates good? No, you won't be at this... base 130 speed anymore Oh god, damn it. god that I just I need this to say everything. I um, hate this thing aesthetically. I think it's great. Aesthetically only aesthetically. Is the ice face <laughs> itself is fine. It looks like really dopey, but I'd like for like a gimmick like ice face ability meme thing, sure, whatever, that's fine. But when its face breaks, when its ice face <laughs> breaks, the face underneath is trash. I hate it. It looks like like a cartoon that a third grader would draw. It's like well, its eyes are like half the size of its head, and it looks like a really, really, really bad cartoon. If it was just like a normal penguin just, head, I'd be totally cool with it. Just think about like wh how you would feel if you spent most of your time with ice an ice cube on your head. Okay, so first of all, your face doesn't look normal anymore, and then somebody takes away the ice cube that's on your head. My head well, wouldn't well, be like, an ellipsoid. <laughs> like a like a light blue ellipsoid that looks like just a a block of ice you'd pull out of your fridge. What is it? Ellipsoid? It's a sphere, oh but in, like an ellipse, like elongated. You don't know. It's uh, like a three D ellipse. Uh, I call that an ovaloid. That, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's actually going to be good. I mean, neither. I think it definitely has meme potential. Yeah. I, the first thing I looked for was whether or not it got ice shard because I thought that was that's something that would have kind of pushed right. it in a, in a more positive direction. Um, but it uh, doesn't have you know stats to really write home about oh wait yes it does it has 110 defense and 90 special defense. okay so anyway <laughs> it can stand up to things um but it doesn't have coverage yeah. um which is something that ice types can suffer from like you really need to have a strong like a bomb of snow second uh second type to really kind of like uh utilize the offensive capabilities of ice the best and it gets to use like zen headbutt or something right. like that oh it gets heads it gets head smash but like no. <laughs> um, it gets liquidation, but like using non-stab water moves is not usually the most fantastic of right. ideas. Um, so, so anyway, it's like one of those Pokemon that's super cool. The design, like you can see what they were going for. Um, 
but it's I don't think it, you'll get crushed by it on low ladder. That's <laughs> it. We spent a lot of a lot of time talking about Ice Cube. Holy moly! Um, next Pokemon on our list is Indeedee, which is your new Tapu Lele <laughs> with better support moves. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, it's um, got Psychic Surge. It's got Follow Me, which is really really neat. It has Heal Pulse yep, as well. Fake out. Fake out. Yeah, but a Fake out with Psychic it's Surge. It's Trick Room, I believe. No, it can't. Yeah. It can't so have it, Follow Me and Trick Room. So oh, interesting. Only, is it the the two different the male? Yeah, and female? so the male and female have slightly different stats and slightly different move pools. The female gets mm. follow me, and the male gets trick room, but then neither of them get the other one. Okay, that is well designed. Yeah, trick trick room oh, follow God. me on the same mom would be crazy. Yeah, that that needs to not <laughs> happen. But um, still, they I think they they can both have fake yes. out. So we still have we still have fake out follow me. We still have fake out trick room. And then both of them can have psychic surge. Mm. So it's this Pokemon that <laughs> it's funny. Um, they they did well to set out to design a supportive Pokemon and actually connect. Um, because they're my point being that they've tried outwardly <laughs> to create support Pokemon in the past. The first thing that I think of is Auto. Oh, yeah. Um, where it's like this is a supportive Pokemon. We want it to be on the field next to something else and supporting its friends. And Audino has never seen the light of day. Um, but Indeedy is something where they were like, okay, we're going to give it all these support moves, and and they did it. It's going to be it's going to be good. I think it just has like too many tools to not see some mm-hmm. use. Um, Copperaja is next on our list. I personally don't think it's going to see too much yeah. play. Um, it looks kind of cool. It has heavy. It, it is. <laughs> it, it's really. Its design is really cool. It does have heavy metal, heavy mm-hmm. slam, um, which is definitely it, you know notable. Yeah, coming, that makes its heavy coming slam off stronger of 130 than attack. Steals, just for the record. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it like that's a, a spammable move into just about everything, um, and then it does have a unique um, G Max move that sets Steel type stealth yeah. rocks basically. Um, I don't know why you would necessarily need that, especially in doubles, right. but, you know, there it is. I do think one of the funniest things I've seen about Kaparaja so far was a tweet from Rajan that said, mm-hmm. friendly reminder that naming your Kaparaja after me is a microaggression. And <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to go find that. It was that so tweet. good. <laughs> Okay, next on our next on our list <coughs> is the fossils, yeah. um, which are great. <laughs> uh, I love. They all them. like wish um, for death, which I find hilarious. They're the, well, they all definitely do, and like this, I think I I talked about it a little bit earlier, where they basically like are designed to look yeah. awful <laughs> and look like suboptimal, and their um, their uh, their Pokedex entries reflect yeah. that. Like the one that I think of is Arctovish. Um, talks about how like, um, uh, like when things touch its face, they freeze it. So it does a great job at like it, incapacitating prey, but its mouth is on the top of its head, so it can't actually <laughs> eat anything after it freezes it. Poor guy. <laughs> um, and I just brought I just brought the page up. Its other one is the skin on its face is impervious to attack, but breathing difficulties made this Pokemon go extinct anyway. <laughs> It's just like, please yeah. kill me. <laughs> I saw, again, talking about funny tweets related to these Pokemon, there was a tweet from Aaron Trailer yeah. that said, you know, welcome to Galar. It was, oh, it was 396 yeah. of 400 Pokemon. Welcome to Galar. And then f- the fossils were like in this weird fancy font and said, I crave death. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, competitively, apparently Drago's ult is already seeing yeah. some play, which is interesting. Um, we talked briefly about it, but they all have um, signature mm -hmm. moves. I think the electric type ones have the electric one, and then the water type ones have Correct. the water one. Yeah, Bolt um, Beacon, Vicious if, Wind. Yes, Vicious, Vicious, not Vicious, yeah. Vicious with <laughs> an F. Um, if, if they move second, then their power is doubled it's from 85. First. If they yeah. move first, sorry. If they move first, their power is doubled from 85 to 170. Which is kind of cool because they also all have like a, a speed boosting ability in weather. Like the, elec the electric right. ones both have sand rush and the water ones have mm -hmm. uh, slush rush. Yeah, so they definitely have the potential to be a little scary, like um, if if not managed correctly. And obviously, there's all sorts of speed control options, and they all are, I believe, susceptible to intimidate, which is something that needs to be said <laughs> now. Um, uh, but the electric one having hustle is really scary. Um, I think that's probably the reason that we've seen it. I imagine that hustle, when you manage to hit bolt beak, does a million right. damage to anything. I think I misspoke. Um, I think then, I said electric and ice, but I meant the. The Draco ones have Sand Rush, and the Arcto ones yes. have Slush Rush. That's how it works. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I, I've heard people yeah. say that Ficious Rend is actually uh, a bite move, and I think one of them has Strong Jaw, which would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Dracovish Yeah, does, so Dracovish yeah. getting Strong Jaw with uh, Ficious Rend is pretty neat. Yeah, so they all kind of have these like conditional ways to do a mm -hmm. lot of damage, which I think yeah. is interesting. Um, I am eagerly anticipating them to get Slush Rush <laughs> because Obama Snow does not have any partners that can rush alongside it in this generation other than Bear Tick, which you will never, ever see <laughs> in my team builder. Um, wow. <laughs> I just, like, both competitively and aesthetically do not like Bear Tick. Um, so it can find its way into somebody else's team builder by all means. I'm sure Chef I will bet. try it. He's a big, he's a big Slush Rush guy. Um, but you will not find it in my <laughs> builder. Uh, Anyway, bottom line, uh, fossils this generation super cool. Next Pokemon on our list is Duraludon, um, which seems like it's going to be quite. I think big. it'll be good. I think it'll be a pretty like generic damage dealer. I don't think it'll have many like crazy good matchups or crazy bad matchups. But I think it'll be able to p pump out somewhat like somewhat consistent damage, kind of like a reliable pick mm -hmm. on some teams. Yeah, I think you can uh, like. It's, I think that's exactly what it is. It's kind of like when people were going through like a six mon for chalk or something right. like that, where you just needed to like do a lot of damage or patch a specific matchup. And um, uh, it has uh, steel beam and like base 120 special attack. So it's like the first like real steel special attacker that we have, other than Makuna, yeah. I think. It's also like um, not so it has slow. that niche. I yeah, no, it's it's eighty five. Right, that's I think, correct. Right? I thought it was really slow. It looks at first like it would be slow when I was like playing. Too yeah, you would think it would. And be. I was outspeeding my whole team, yeah. and I was like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> yeah. Also, um, if you were unaware, uh, the popular TV show The Office actually takes place inside Gigantamax Duraludon. <laughs> um, that's it's a little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even. That's not the uh, meme I tweeted either. Like it was. Oh my god. I thought it looked um, like Prism yeah. Tower so, from so, the, the Gen 6 games. Yeah, so basically Gigant Gigantamax Duraludon is just like an office building. Uh, <laughs> like That's what it is. It's in Scranton, um, Pennsylvania as well. Yes, oh it is. God. That's where it's located. Um, uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> Duraludon. Um, 
Sorry for derailing <laughs> us a little bit. And I think th the last new Pokemon that we're going to talk about before we yeah. touch briefly on a couple of the Gigantamaxis is uh, Dragapult. And I, I talked a little bit about it where, like, when it when we were first getting information, everybody was like, ah, it's not going to be any good. You know, dragon types haven't been good for quite a while without a specific mm -hmm. niche. Like, the best dragon type is Salamence, and that's more because it's a flying type than it's a dragon type. And then all of a sudden, um, the details about the way the dragon darts work Try to start trickle out, and well, um, people all of a sudden think seem like Dragapult is actually you know going to be pretty good. It's definitely got the stat spread to do a lot of damage, and Dragon Darts is kind of like the icing on the cake. At I this don't point. actually think Dragon Darts is going to be used very often. Dragon like it's darts. it's a cool move that has a lot of really cool interactions apparently, <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of think the support sets and the special sets will be more common. And even if you do use a physical set, you'll probably just opt for Dragon claw because it's more damage against one target um, I will always like use maybe on like darts. band or something you can use dragon darts as a last move but uh, I don't know it's got mm -hmm. clear body which is really good uh, it has dragon dance as well yep. so it can make pretty good use of that uh, yeah then it has like u-turn screens yeah, will-o-wisp uh, ally yeah. switch so it's got some pretty cool stuff dragon tail yeah so it gets like all these moves definitely a, a lot of ways mm -hmm. to use it and then it does have you know this pseudo stat spread with insane speed, where it's basically only going to be outsped by um, like yeah. Swift Swimmers. Um, it'll probably outspeed a lot of things that like to use Choice Scarf at base 142. Mm -hmm. And then it has, you know, the attack and the special attack to go along with, you know, defenses that are not <laughs> terrible given the high right. stats it has in all the other places. So um, definitely kind of an interesting Pokemon. Cool design, yeah. too. I, I like Dragapult. Um, I, th I feel like a lot of the pseudos in the past are just like, I mean, I guess with the exception of Gudra, are taking themselves too seriously. I see that, Like yeah. a little bit, like, crazily designed. And Dragapult, they were just kind of like, you know what? It's going to shoot its base <laughs> form out of its ears. Like, that's, that's what we want. I think Dragonite was a good one, too. Like the OG. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah like a that. little derpy. Definitely. Um, and just briefly to touch on a couple of the G maxes that we have here, um, it seems like mostly they're not going to be too relevant because they just kind of like inflict a status change. Yeah, a lot of them aren't um, worth you know, like, losing like the normal Dynamax boost, I think. Um, right, yeah. And um, there are a couple that are sort of like on the fringe where like, okay, Butterfree is good because it's it can be spread right. sleep. You know, uh, Charizard has residual damage. You know, um, spread poison from Garboder. Uh, like Garboder. Grimmsnarl is spread um, sleep guaranteed, which is kind of neat. Yeah, so some of them are good, uh, or can be good at least. Um, as far as some of the ones that seem like they actually will be good, um, is uh, Gigantamax Kingler has a move, I believe it's called Foam Burst. I should have written these down. It's it's Foam something where it sh uh, harshly lowers the speed for everything on the opposing yeah. side of the field. Um, so that is notable because it's effectively uh, the only move that does that and also mm -hmm. deals damage. Um, String Shot does it, but doesn't yeah. deal damage. And then, you know, you've got Kingler, which is a water type and dealing water type spread damage and also lowering speed. So well, that's the, the damage itself isn't um, spread. Yeah. That's true. The speed drop, I yeah, believe, yes, so it it's is. for everything on that side of the field. Um, Gigantamax Lapras sets Aurora Veil uh, with its Gigantamax mm -hmm. move, which is notable, especially if um, these rumors of the, the buffed right. um, screens ends up being true, and if it also applies to Aurora Veil, which was already pretty good, and now you take away the need to have Hail Up, and um, you've got yourself 
quite a move <laughs> there. And then the final one is Gengar, uh, which is a little bit more notable than the other two because it's actually a good Pokemon right. if you take away um, the Gigantamax move. And it's uh, G-Max move Terror, I yep. believe it's called, is a ghost-type move that uh, traps yeah, the target. Yeah, it's basically a shadow um, tag. But it's not spread, I don't think. I think it's just one target, isn't it? It's like uh, look. I'm actually not sure. I want to say... I thought I thought the trapping me, effect me was spread. Up here. Let me see. What is it called? Tear. Ghost type attack. This Pokemon steps on the opposing Pokemon's shadow to prevent them from escaping. Okay, so it doesn't yeah. really indicate. Either way, though, it's kind of cool. On, Sarah, and like you said, it is, of these three that we just mentioned, it's definitely the best without Gigantamax, too, so... You're not really losing much. Yeah. It yeah. also Gigantamax and VR also kind of looks like Mega Gengar, which is kind of funny because they gave it, it does. a trap. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's cool. Kind of like a throwback. Yeah. The the Maxus on Gigantamax Gengar is really, or yeah. even just Dynamax Gengar is really good boost special mm -hmm. attack uh, to make Gengar, and it also got nasty. Oh yeah. We're talking about Gengar because dear God, Gengar wasn't <laughs> good enough. Get just just give it levitate oh, back please. at this point, and you you put it back to where you want it. Um. All right, so that's our whole list. Um, as far as the new Pokemon go, I think we basically, you know, obviously we didn't talk about everything. There, you know, some some admissions. Like obviously, we're not expecting to see more Pico running <laughs> around doing anything notable um, in most VGC games. Um, but we touched on just about everything. Obviously, there, you know, are some. We we talked about niche Pokemon, but you can find niches for you know even some of the other stuff mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about. The niche is just very small and probably will require team yeah. support. So these are some of the things that we expect to be, you know, a little yeah. bit more common. Obviously, we didn't <coughs> talk about any of the returning um, Pokemon as well. That would be much right. too large of a task to cover in one episode. But um, Right, but we will have all sorts of those sorts of uh, elements right. of discussion popping up as we continue to do yep. the latter. We start to get uh, 2020 live events. Uh, of course, as soon as the, the rules are released, we'll have a, a feature on that. Um, but for now, we're gonna just touch on the new Pokemon. You know, these are the things that are most exciting to yeah. me, at least right now. Um, so I think I think it's yeah, applicable. I think it's um, Galar is fun. Absolutely. These games are great. Yeah. These games are great. Well, that, that, uh, All right, so that's that gonna brings us to uh, wrap up uh, our uh, Pokemon uh, discussion uh, for the week. <laughs> <laughs> as we talk yeah. over each other, <laughs> um, as we go into our weekly yeah, yeah, music, yeah. and of course. Uh, um, we are the experts on this episode. We don't have anybody with us, so we will talk just about our own music choices, and we don't have questions for ourselves. So, <laughs> <clears throat> um, Jake, your my music. music is somewhat of a throwback—not really a throwback because she's pretty current still. But uh, I started listening mm. to Lord a lot more this week. Uh, mm. I love both of her albums. I know that a lot of my friends are really high on melodrama still, but I actually kind of like Pure Heroin a little bit more. Uh, I think they're both mm. phenomenal albums. I've been listening to Pure Heroin on repeat this entire week. Uh, I just those were your uh, your in-game team. Yeah, yeah, too, and right? in all my Pokemon uh, in Sword and Shield that I was using after uh, Pure Heroin songs. So uh, really, really, I love her voice. I love her songs. Uh, Melodrama is also very good. So recommend. Mm -hmm. um, mine for this week is a little farther out there. Um, there's this group. Uh, called Dizzy that I believe the genre is called Dream Pop. It's not something that I'm super familiar with, but I'm starting to like dabble in a little bit more because I think this group is really good. But there's uh, the group is called Dizzy. Um, it's just kind of like these like sort of like ethereal like electronic sounds, and then the the, the lead singer has this like very nice and calm voice. 
um, that makes me happy <laughs> to listen to. And uh, we all need a little shot of serotonin. Is it here a, is it a theory so, of desperation like Gorgeist? Ethereal desperation <laughs> would be a good way to describe the sound of this music. Um, uh, but the the album that I've been listening to is called cool. Baby Teeth. Although I suppose they, they have a new EP out, but I haven't listened to that yet. Um, so yeah, that is going to uh, wrap up our content for this week. So as per usual, we are going to take just a brief break um, before we come back to you in just a couple seconds after our little musical interlude interlude and then uh, we'll wrap up this week's episode so don't go anywhere for the next couple of seconds we've got a couple minutes of soundproof left you can stay for the you last couple right. minutes may as well. um you may, you may as well like listen to us say <laughs> goodbye for this week i know this is this is the time when i start to turn off podcasts but don't you don't do it <laughs> and we'll be back in just a minute those of you uh, still listening, thank you so much for following directions. I'm sure your first grade <laughs> teacher appreciates your ability to do that. Um, uh, but thanks for sticking with us. Um, we hope you enjoyed our episode this week, uh, which was our first as we foray into the Gala region here. And of course, we will continue to bring all the VGC coverage having to do with the Gala region as the information becomes available to us. Um, you know, we still don't have the rules. Um... But as soon as we do, you'll be the first to hear. And until then, we will cover the ladder and try and keep tabs on what's going on in the meta for you, um, as we always do. Yeah, it's been super fun to play through these new games. been cool to see some of the teams people are making for these online formats. Uh, super excited for the VGC 2020 season. I hope it'll be you know, a fun format with some fun teams and fun Pokemon. So stick around. Uh, we'll definitely have all that covered for you as soon as we hear about it. Definitely. And continue to follow all of us both of us on social media. <laughs> all I said two all of because us. because I was thinking of the soundproof account as well, right. which is technically three, which would which would move from both into all territory. Uh, but anyway, uh, my Twitter is at mrbdog 46 vgc uh, and then Jake's is at majorbowman underscore, which I now know since <laughs> I've been corrected earlier. And then of course at soundproofcast is where you can find us on soundproof. Yes. Um, uh, a brief moment to talk about uh, the r slash vgc subreddit. Yes. Um, Please go there for all of your VGC resources. Uh, there are a whole bunch of people that are really dedicated to getting it off the ground. If you're a new player, that's going to be your place to go and ask questions. Um, I think they have replay threads. They have for people looking for Pokemon bread, um, metagame discussions, uh, tournament results. All of our podcasts go up there. That is going to be the place to be for your VGC coverage yep. in text format. Of course, your place for VGC coverage in audio format is right here. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's going to be the hub, so definitely go there. I know Jake's a mod, so I'm yeah. kind of plugging it for him, but I'm <laughs> sure he can speak to it a little bit better than I can. Yeah, no, you, you pretty much nailed it. We wanted to be a central spot to kind of collect links and that kind of thing. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Uh, we, like Brendan said, we'll be posting our stuff there and uh, trying to support everyone else there as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, listening to our show uh, this week. 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna be continuing to uh, travel through the Gala region with you guys over the next year or so as we uh, go forward into the VGC 2020 format. So we hope you're enjoying the games and you're getting ready to play competitive because <laughs> we sure are. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 12. We've got a whole bunch of good stuff planned for you. Um, I think we've alluded to it a couple of times on the show, but we are planning a big kind of blowout for the end of Ultra Series in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have uh, a couple of different guests is, is what our plan is uh, so that we can really, you know, give uh, Ultra Series and Restricted Format uh, 2019 as a whole the uh, due that it deserves. Um, so until episode 12, I'm Brendan. This is Jake, and thanks for listening to Soundproof.